It's time to bring in David Ellison, Portfolio Manager, Hennessy Large and Small Cap Financial Funds. David, thanks so much for joining the show. Great to have you here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, so we've, good afternoon. So we've had a, a few calls that the market is currently in, well, not necessarily today because we are seeing a bit of weakness, but just what we've seen in terms of the October performance is a classic bear market rally. David, do you have, Anything more positive that you could tell us about maybe these gains that we've seen this month being a bit more sustainable? Well, I think, you know, to, to play the bull case, I mean, obviously the Fed has been very important in sentiment in terms of people getting excited or not excited. And obviously this Fed pivot thing's been going on for a while. It's becoming a little annoying because you got 12 guys making all the decisions. but. I think you know companies are doing a reasonably good job of fighting through changes in their in their environment. So it's it's not like we have companies losing a ton of money. Nobody's going bankrupt. We haven't had a Lehman event or a Goldman event or or, or some sort of you know Bear Stearns event that's created a real problem in the marketplace, even with these big rise in rates. So. You know, I feel like capitalism is working. Companies are dealing with supply chain. They're dealing with higher prices. They're dealing with labor. And it doesn't mean everything's, you know, great. And I think the problem with the market for me for a while leading up, you know, to really the last couple of years has been the valuation. It's not been the companies. The stocks are just too highly valued. You can't have companies trading at 20, 25 times earnings or 20 and 25 times revenues in the same market and assume you're not going to have some sort of correction eventually. So, um, you know, I, I feel... I don't feel like there's a lot of downside in the market. I don't feel like there's a lot of upside because we've got to figure out what these guys in Washington are going to do. So would you say stocks are more, I mean, are, are they starting to look fairly priced at these levels? Well, certainly, you know, they're more fairly priced than they were, you know, a year ago. And you've had some pretty spectacular declines in stock prices. You know, I've been doing this for 40 years, and and to say, you know, some stocks down 70 percent, uh, you know, it, it, I've I've never had that kind of environment before. Um, you know, the ones that are down 70 percent are the ones that go to zero and fail. They're called, you know, banks and thrifts that fail. But um, but I feel like there's more balance. You know, there's four big areas people put their money. It's you know, it's stocks, it's bonds, it's real estate, and it's cash. And we had a crazy environment, you know, for many years where cash was earning zero and the market was going up every day. Now, obviously, I'm exaggerating for effect here, but now we have a much better balance. Uh, you know, 4% CDs, you've got, you know, real estate has not come down. It hopefully will come down a little bit, but probably not much. The market's come down to reflect those rise in rates. And bonds have come down, obviously, had a horrible year to reflect the the reality that you you know you have to get a return on your money. So I feel pretty good about where we've come and where we are, given what's happened to the structure of interest rates here and around the world. So talk to me about where some of the best places to put your money are right now when you look at the equity markets. Well, I, you know, I, I think it's it, it, you know, it seems to be, you know, I, I you know, my way of looking at the market is just observe what's happening and not try to predict it. And I think you're observing, as I always have, it seems like that earnings matter. And, you know, right now, valuation doesn't matter. People don't want to pay anything for anything right now because there's uncertainty. And that's how you get a lower multiple. 
But I, I think earnings matter, and you've seen that in the FANG stocks, you know, Apple versus Facebook. I mean, you, you or Meta, I guess, but you, you have those two distinct differences going on. And you look at the financials, I mean, they've done reasonably well here through the cycle. That's my expertise, primarily because, you know, they've, they've been able to navigate this rise in rates reasonably well. There's not really any credit problems. They're growing loans and they're making money which is important in this market. If you're losing money, you know, like Snap, you deserve to have that kind of valuation or that, that kind of decline. But if you're making money, you know, th there's the opportunity. And again, 99% of the companies are making money. I, I don't feel like there's any stress in the system. Um, this is, th this is a- David, when it comes to the financials, though, I understand the impact, the positive impact of interest rates. But how are you factoring in recession risk? Because, as you said, we don't have this credit event. We don't have the next Lehman Brothers. But we don't yet know if the Fed can achieve this so-called soft landing. And it seems like more and more people are predicting a recession next year. So how are you factoring that in when you're thinking about investing in banks? Well, I think that, you know, the, the nice thing about the bank industry is there's a lot of them. So, you know, the sample size is quite large and you can find, you know, poorly run banks and well-run banks in good times and bad times. So what I'm looking at is they're going to muscle through the rate increases. I'd rather have rates here than rates where they were two or three years ago, because um, this gives the banks a lot more opportunity to, again, you know, a week from now, the prime rate's going to be 7%. You know, that's a pretty good place to be making loans. So again, I think the quick answer is you focus on the better companies, the ones that you know have been through credit cycles, they all have obviously, but not all the managements have. And you focus on the ones that performed well in the last downturn and that you know understand what's happening, have their head up or, and are paying attention. And, and of course, that's why we come to work and check on these companies every three months. It's called earnings season. Can you, can you give us some names? Well, again, I've given you I've given you some names here. I don't know if you put them up on the screen, and and they don't necessarily uh, there isn't a lot of um, uh, I, I should say excitement in these names. These are very again, I, you know, Bank America and Wells Fargo, and you know, citizens in in um, in Massachusetts and Rhode Island here. These are all traditional banks. They're big. They're you know they they see what's happening in the marketplace. The managements are paying attention. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I run two funds, a small cap fund due with a lot of small banks, but that's a, that's a much harder thing to predict because you've got a lot more companies to deal with. But um, I think as, as a traditional investor out there, you stay with the bigger traditional depository banks right now. That's where the advantage is. That's where the rise in rates is going to help the most. Yes, it's hurting a little bit now because of mark to market and maybe the cost of funds, but longer term, if rates stay anywhere near where they are now, you're going to have a much better margin and loan environment for these banks to, to work into the next, you know, in the years to come. All right. So Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citizens, Fifth Third, and M&T from my hometown of Buffalo, New York. David Ellison, Portfolio Manager, Hennessy Large and Small Cap Financial Funds. Thanks so much. Yep. Thank you.